0: and welcome to the Glad to Podcast. I'm Lauren Romo. With me as always is my cousin and fellow nerd Andrea Gutierrez. Bright suns. Bright suns. What's going on? Cause it's been a minute.
1: I know. I'm full of turkey. Yeah. <laughs> gobble, gobble, baby. I'm stuffed with stuffing. <laughs> and cheesy, the cheesy potatoes. Cheesy potatoes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
0: Cheesy potatoes or mac and cheese. I prefer cheesy potatoes because I don't eat I'm mashed potatoes. So I like that. No, solid. I, I mean, I I can go either or, but cheesy potatoes, though. I, I, I'll i go with that. We do. I do my crock pot recipe. It's delicious. Nice. It's, it's a uh, it's a family fave, actually. It goes goes quite well. So proud um, of myself. Proud of myself.
1: Jennifer makes ours. She's mm. got that like down. She, she knows how to do it. She, I've had hers before. She makes mm-hmm. really, really, really good cheese potatoes. You're yeah. excellent, excellent.
0: All right, well, Thanksgiving has come and gone. And wow, kids, <laughs> strikes over. Woo-hoo, well, I should say tentatively, right? True. Actors still have to ratify again. Uh, hopefully everything goes well. If not, hey, you know what? They should do what they need to do, what makes them, you know, futures more stable. So, but at this moment, strikes over again tentatively they've struck a tentative deal um it's got to be ratified by the you know all the actors and everything like that but after that breaks which is again good news for SAG good news for obviously the writers got what they want SAG seems to have gotten a lot of things they were looking for again good stuff but strikes over and then now all of a sudden news 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 nothing but news kids People were just ready to talk. I'm telling you. (laughs) I think Dave was ready. I feel (laughs) like everybody was ready. It was good. I mean, it's fun to kind of get this stuff. Because this is kind of... Andrew, I don't know if you feel this way. But this is kind of what our podcast almost kind of started off of as... This is us. This would be like this type of episode, which we'll talk about the news kids in a minute. But this is the type of episode that you and I, we have had in our basement. Like in your basement, my basement family events this is the type of conversation kind of our podcast was based off of just talking Star Wars.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We would be at family events and we would be like, Hey, did you hear this? And mostly it would be like, Hey, did you hear this? And I'd be like, yeah, I don't believe that. <laughs> but, it, it, but this is kind of like the whole premise of it. So this is kind of
0: fun getting back to, I guess, our roots a little bit, but yeah, kids, we're going to talk about the news Nothing but news. But before we do all that, if this is your first time listening to us, welcome. We are a Star Wars podcast that discuss anything and everything within that galaxy far, far away. In each episode, we will dive into one or two topics and have a general discussion on them. Topics could be movies, TV series, books, comics, a specific character, you name it. And we talk about it. All right. Headlines. First headline, I think I want to discuss and just kind of get your overall thoughts, Ange, because... I have some, so I'm I'm interested to hear what you think. But again, this is, I want to preface this by saying this is a rumor, 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 rumor. The rumor is that Pedro Pascal is tentatively rumor to become Reed Richards in the Fantastic Four. Now, for Star Wars, that's a Marvel thing. Let me loop it back to Star Wars, kids. A lot of people, I think, if this, again, if the rumor, 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 is true. A lot of people, I think, fear, and I think a lot of people brought up that then he probably won't be in the suit, if if at all, for Mando season four. Now, I will say this. It doesn't bother me. I'm okay with him doing voiceover for it. I think Latif Crowder, Brandon Wayne, do a phenomenal job being the suit guys and being the physical presence of the Mandalorian. I have no issue with those two. I think they're fantastic. And I'm glad these last few years, I feel like they've been giving those two props. Okay? Now, with that him being Reed Richards, he's also, again... He's also going to start filming Last of Us Part uh, Season 2 very, very soon. He's a busy guy. He's doing, I think, Gladiator part, uh, Gladiator sequel. The dude doesn't say no (laughs) to projects, which is maybe a, a Pedro thing that he needs to say yes or no. But regardless, I love his work. I think he's fantastic in everything he does. So more Pedro, the better for me. But again, tying it back to Star Wars, and do you care? Like, does it matter that he's physically in the suit at times? Like, yeah, some of the moments that we have seen his face, it's impactful. A la end of season two when he sees Grogu and says goodbye to him, right? That that stuff I, I get. But his character, in my opinion, have it's been kind of... The character is based off of wearing that helmet. Right. It was it was his whole journey has been, you know, the last couple of seasons of getting getting redeemed to be able to wear that again in the old Mandalorian way. So I, I don't I this doesn't I don't care, <laughs> I guess,
1: just I don't care. Do, do you care that he he will just be doing voiceover at all? No, I don't. Um. It reminds me of Vader. Right. So David Prouse was in in the suit and well James Earl Jones was the voice and the voice is more dominating so that's what we remember and that's who we link with that character so i don't mind it and like you said the um the other two they are really great at doing the action the stunt part in the suit um their body language is, is great and the the voice execution is good, too. So I don't really care. I kind of would have liked, though, that Mando got past keeping the helmet on and started taking the helmet off. And then we got to see Pedro that way. I think that is um, kind of taken off now. That's there's no way that's going to happen. But um, I don't I don't know. I'm cool. I'm cool.
0: I, again, I, I get it. Like you're saying, maybe this strickens the storytelling for sure, but I feel like they kind of been setting it up that way. Do you agree with that? Because I mean, that's how I feel like they've been setting it up that way for him not to really take off the helmet off as much.
1: Yeah, I think um they have been setting it up that way because I think they understand what type of actor and how busy Pedro Pascal is. So they need to limit um, him visibly being seen on, on the show. But I, I guess like if I was one of those, like not shippers, but if I, if I was one of those people that wanted Mando to have either like a connection with another person or like a romantic, whatever, and all that, then you would want the helmet off and you, you would want Pedro to be more human, uh representation of Mando, but that's a good point. I don't know. He's not gonna hook up with uh Bo, Bo Or
0: even What's Her Face from season one. Yeah, I uh, not remember happening. her name. Yeah. I again would as a storyteller or as a like you're saying, a shipper. Yeah. yeah. it would be cool, right? I mean, you yeah. get it, and that's fine. And I'm I'm all for that. You know, all the The Dimbo's and all all that. Hey, I love you guys. Like, I love it. And I'm just
1: not part of that. Or even his connection with Grogu. I mean, honestly, there's that too, because that was a really huge part where he took his helmet off to look at Grogu and have Grogu identify and see him as a person. Right. That's a huge part of season two. Huge.
0: I mean, that's where, like you're saying, maybe we miss those moments. But again, you never know. Maybe he can come and do those scenes possibly again. It's not to say that he can't. Cause I mean, he, he was barely probably on set in season one. I think we know that. I think that's been pretty like out there season two. Maybe he was there a little bit more, but again, they have <laughs> Latif Crowder and Brandon Wayne for a reason, because those guys are very good stunt people and they do have that great physical presence.
1: And I go back to um, the way uh, producers and directors shoot Star Wars now with the volume. It's not like they have to go to a location. They just go to California. And it's just easy to you're be in able and out. to. Yeah. You're in and out, right? And I think back of like when Mark Hamill showed up. It, they only needed him for like one day or two days. It's not like they're taking up months of time to do sh- like shoots. So I feel like it is possible to to have him maybe show his face, but I don't think it's necessary anymore. I agree. I
0: don't I don't think his character. I don't think it's a necessary part of the story anymore where, you know, we kind of got we kind of got past that. Right. His face has been revealed. But now we put the mask, the helmet back on because that's just who the character is now, right? He went through that whole journey of getting redeemed. So he's not going to, like, just take it off now, like you're saying, Anne. It's just it's just not going to be part of the story. So, And that's fine. I mean, again, I'm okay with it. I know you're okay with it. I understand people's frustration. But I, I just don't, I guess I'm just not on that side where I ha- he has to be, in the suit all the time like latif and brandon are doing a fabulous job being the physical presence and i'm i'm okay with it. any uh last thoughts on that Andrew anything else with that little again rumor we always want to stress rumor about him possibly being this character and then maybe that's taking away some time being physically
1: there on star wars nah but what do you think about him being reed richard's
0: hot take I'm okay with it I mean if it is that's fine I I would I didn't see it I don't see it but I will say Boss Logic who does some really cool like fan art stuff I mean he did circle it back to Star Wars he did Rosario as Ahsoka that kind of put the whole thing into motion with her he did one with, with Pedro as Reed Richards it looked pretty good yeah, it looked it looked, good. It looked pretty good. So I good. mean, again, I can get down with it. Again, does it have to be him? No, I don't. You know, again, but I don't even want John Krasinski. I think I I had him in the one movie.
1: I'm fine. Yeah, and it was a dimensional thing. Like you can't. That's right. it, in that dimension that was representation of Reed Richards. So that's where we're at.
0: Exactly. So yeah, I'm okay with him being Reed Richards. I'm fine with it. But whatever, let Pedro be Pedro. Man, I love his acting. So. More than Mary, more than Mary. All right, Uh, right, let's move on to the next story. And I think this one, again, the next couple are just very offhanded comments by a couple of people that I think people took it and kind of made it maybe bigger than what it is or just they have, they have feelings on it. I want to start with Taika Waititi. So, If you don't know who Taika Waititi is, he is and he has kind of confirmed that he's still doing a Star Wars movie. So that was announced years ago. But during that time, he was doing Thor Love and Thunder. He just did or is a his new movie that just came out. Um, I can't I'm blanking on the title, but it's about the soccer Samoan American soccer team uh, with Michael Fassbender, who I love. I love Michael Fassbender. Get him into Star Wars anyway. But he was doing his kind of red carpet premiere. And this was per variety. And they asked him about Star Wars. Again. Who wouldn't ask him, right? So he was asked about Star Wars. And he said, again, in a very Taika Waititi way. He said it will be. Dramatic pause, a Taika Waititi film. So either you like Taika's work or you don't. That's kind of with any director, right? Either you're a big Scorsese fan or maybe you just think he's mid. I don't know. I don't. Whatever your opinion is. I like Martin Scorsese. I think he does really good work. But my point is, is that he's going to do his film the way he wants to, Right. So then he went on to say it's gonna piss people off. He added with a laugh. Now, if you don't know in Taika and kind of his overall, I don't want to say attitude, but just kind of how he just how he is. Right? If you've watched enough interviews or if you've watched enough things that he's, you know, that he's been a part of, those comments are just Tyka being Tyka, just being silly, semi-serious, not serious, right? Like, it's it's just he knows. Let's just say this. Tyka knows how to push people's buttons and like the fandoms a lot. I mean, he did it with Marvel, right? I mean, with Thor Ragnarok and then Thor Love and you know Thor, Love and Thunder. Like he, he's going to make his film regardless of what fans think. So I think he was saying it as a joke but obviously probably semi serious. M- maybe not though, but like again, it is going like he is going to piss people off, right? Regardless. Whether it's a the greatest Star Wars film that has been ever made, people are either going to like it or love it, right? It's going to piss people off. I think that was his point with that comment. Like I don't think he's like, "Oh, it's good" gonna- like that's what his whole goal is (laughs) when he's making this movie is to piss some of the fandom up that's gonna happen regardless and i think that's what he was saying
1: i think it shows as well that he's trying to um make everybody very aware that he knows what the star wars fandom is like as well too um that they're very um polarized that you they either love something or think star wars is dead that's a really good point I, I think that was a, a call out um, a little bit towards the fans, maybe. And again, just like you're saying, Lauren, either you like his films or you don't. Right. Or maybe you appreciate them for uh third of uh, the artistry of them. Or maybe you just want to see an action movie and you don't like them. Right. So I think That's there, but I do find it interesting that that's what Vanity Fair went with, right? Is that comment? I felt like it was a little irresponsible, tiny bit irresponsible. Yeah. Variety. Variety. Yeah. 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 Is that variety? I'm sorry. Not being any fair. I got you. I got you. Because he was on the Kelly Clarkson show and he Mm -hmm. said that he's been developing a Star Wars film for a few years. And he said, but in particular, um, but that one in particular, it's something I'd really like to get right. So I don't want to rush it. It's going to be it's going to bubble along. I don't know what that says. Hang on. Anyway, hang on. But he also says, I want to capture the joy and entertainment of those early ones, like Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi and all those ones. So I'm trying to figure it out. It will happen. Again, just like you said, Ange. Right. Right. It's context. It's, um, you know, it is you know you you're walking through a red carpet you're answer, you're answering types of questions over and over again um maybe by the time you get to the end you're in a little bit of a mood and and you decide maybe something someone said something to you i don't know but i i felt like variety um they were also trying to like kind of um i don't know bait a
0: little bit i get it yeah yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. and But I think, though, I think I think you're 100% right. I think, again, I think he said it just, again, to be Taika, right? Because that's just who he is. He's a funny kind of out there guy, right? But like you're saying, you look at other interviews when he was asked about it before, and he gives really good answers. Like, he gives a very, like, sincere, listen, I want to get it right. I know how important it is, so I'm taking my time with it. But then you get him, like you're saying, you get him on the red carpet and he's just maybe in one of those moods. He's like, yeah, it's going to piss people off. And I think he, again, I think he's genuinely saying that as a joke, but also, just like you said, Ange, he knows how fandoms work. In particular, Star Wars fandom.
1: right? And Marvel. I mean, he had drew a lot of criticism from Love and Thunder. And I mean, to go from Ragnarok to Love and Thunder and Again, that was polarized as well. So um, he knows he knows how Marvel fandoms are, Star Wars fandoms. He knows how critics are, you know, Rotten Tomato scores, all that bullcrap. You know, right? So he's just calling it what it is.
0: I agree. So again, I I think this again, like you're saying, it's the context again on a red carpet premiere about another movie. He had asked about Star Wars. He's probably asked about it out millions of times. And he's just, again, that's the answer he gave today. You know, and, it, again, you either like his work or you appreciate it, right? I mean, that's just kind of who he is and how his films are looked at, right? Like, either you love Ragnarok Or you just appreciate it. Or maybe you love Love and Thunder or you thought it was just, you know, it was, it was okay. Like it doesn't, like regardless, I think it's just who he is. But I do think he is, it's not, I think people will take that quote and act and feel like he's not taking it serious. But then just like you, just like you said, Ange, you juxtapose that when he's on that, like a, a talk show, like Kelly Clarkson. And he gives a genuine, like I think his real, sincere answer. On a red carpet, he probably again, like you're saying, you're going down that press row. You're gonna get like bored, or you're, or you're just gonna get annoyed, or whatever, right? Things happen, or you're just in the mood that day. (laughs) Like who knows? Who cares? That's the answer he gave. But I think that's not indicative of again, like you're saying, of him not taking it serious or him not caring about the project, he does. I I don't think cat you know Kathleen Kennedy or anybody in Lucasfilm would hire somebody that wouldn't want to make the best Star Wars. Now having said that, again, history might show me wrong on that. Because they've gone with people, yanked them out, had to pull again solo Star Wars movie. Need I say more. Right. But Again, I think they have learned from that and I think they're going with people that they feel do take it seriously, want to know the material, and are fans themselves. And above all, Taika is a Star Wars fan. He has said that in the gallery for Mando Season 1. He did an episode of, and it was good. It had a couple of those Taika funny moments, but it was great. It was an overall Star Wars-y episode, right? So I I don't have any worries Do you have any worries or concerns with a comment like this? Or do you just shrug it off?
1: Um, The concern I have, I will bring up later. um, With someone being placed in a new role and how it could affect um, well-named directors and their egos and, and things like that. So I'll bring that up later. But no, I... I'm patiently waiting. I, I hope he gets to do one because like you said, he likes star Wars. He loves star Wars. He knows star Wars. Um, And, you know, just that comment that he said on the Kelly Clarkson show about bringing the joy back from empire strikes back and um, return of the Jedi and Re- return of the Jedi is the funnest star Wars movie out there. And that, uh, that feeling of nostalgia if he could create that and, and make it new, that that would be amazing. So I am looking forward to him completing a Star Wars movie. I agree. No, I agree. I,
0: I'm excited to see what he does with it. Right? And again, it's either going to piss people off or people are going to like it. Regardless, it doesn't matter. Like, that's just, it is what it's going to be with that. Like you're saying, Ant, the fandom will be that way. Whether it is one of the best Star Wars movies since, you know, insert your your movie, your show, whatever, people are still going to say it's the worst Star Wars thing since, insert their worst Star Wars thing. So it doesn't really, it's a, it's a losing battle, for sure, for sure. Any final thoughts with Taika uh, before we move on to the next news? Nope. All right. So now the next news. It had been reported for a while, kind of didn't hear anything, but now we kind of got something from the horse's mouth. So a while back, it had been reported that Kevin Feige was working on producing, not directing or anything like that, but producing a Star Wars movie. So this is per... The Hollywood Reporter, but this is from actually an interview that he did with Ash Crosson from Entertainment Tonight, who she does one of the best in the biz. She she moderates Marvel stuff, Star Wars stuff. She's one of the best. You know they, you know Feige or Filoni or Favreau, they like talking to Ash. They open up. I feel like they open up to her a lot more. Anyway, so just to kind of give a preface, so they were at the Ms. Uh, the Marvels premiere. She was interviewing him, asked him a lot of, obviously, Marvel questions, and then the last questions he asked was about the Star Wars, his you know, movie that was supposed to, you know, supposedly in development or whatnot, and she said, "Is this you know, she basically asked him, is it still happening? What's the latest? And he just said flat out, you know, she, she asked him if it's still happening and all that, and he flat out just says no. And then that was it. <laughs> so Again, we kind of get confirmation that the Filoni or the Feige produced Star Wars movie is no longer happening. Again, this for me is a nothing burger. I don't care that he is not doing or producing a Star Wars movie. He supposedly was going to have Michael Waldron, who has done Loki. And I think Doctor Strange was like supposedly writing it. I don't. Okay, cool. I don't care. Feige's Star Wars produced movies not happening. Cool. Let's. What's next? Like, I again, this is one of those stories that people probably are freaking out about because, like, oh, they want Feige to produce the Star Wars, and you know, blah 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 blah. I I don't care. I don't care. It would have been a. It, would I have been fascinated to know what he was going to do? Absolutely. Like, I would have loved to know, like, the era, the story. What, where were they going with it? That's selfishly me wanting to know the behind the scenes stuff. But do I care that it's not happening anymore? Absolutely not. I don't care. I don't care. Like, again, it's one of those, it's a Taika thing. It's similar like, I don't care. Like, yeah, I, again, I would have loved to know what he was going to do, what his arrow, all that. I want to know. I want to know what it would have been like. And maybe they will. Maybe they're going Maybe they'll use some of the treatment or whatever he was writing and maybe they'll turn it into something new or maybe they already have. Maybe it's the race stuff. I don't know. We will never know. All we know is, is that, and we have, and thankfully he said it, right? It came from him. It's not a source. It's not a whatever straight from Feige's mouth. He just says, no, his production, his produced Star Wars movie is not happening. And is this a, a nothing burger? Is this a big burger? What type of burger
1: is this? It's a nothing burger. I think uh I was surprised when it was first announced, like what back in 2019? Um, even maybe even before that, right? Yeah, just because he has so much responsibility uh around Marvel and the MCU and keeping that flowing. And the MCU is under attack all the time, just like star Wars. So I'm sure he wants to um, keep his concentration on, on that. Would it have been awesome? Yeah. Again, he's a huge star Wars fan too. I mean, so allowing people to um, create content that was something that they were inspired by originally is cool and should happen, but um, He has another job, everybody. I don't know. He's kind of running one of the biggest
0: IPs <laughs> ever. So, yeah. Maybe carving out a little time to do the Star Wars thing. It was a little difficult, kids. So, again, Ange, I'm with you. I, I would love to know what era. Th- I would love to know the stories. But we're not going to. It's It's not happening anymore. So, as fandom, I think we need to move on right I, there's just nothing for us for anything else for us to do
1: now um how do you feel about his answer being so short
0: I again what how, did did you want I think he was just being as direct as he want as he as he could instead of like saying well you know it's still like he could he could have did the whole roundabout saying no right but I like how he was just like no and just left it at that, like no, it's not happening anymore. Like, okay, that's. I mean, what, what else do you want? Like, what was Ash gonna do? Like, go into more depth with him? Like, that's probably the most straightforward answer she, he she would have got from him. Regardless, that's probably the most straightforward answer she could have got from him.
1: I and think he gave it. Yeah, I think he also knows that people like to read between the lines, and if he would have like expounded on his answer that's a people might have been like oh no I, he said this so it might still happen but it also makes me think that maybe he's a little bit sour about it not happening um so but that's just me speculating maybe. hey you know what you could be 100% right you could be i mean if
0: you listen to the soundbite he was very just like no <laughs> like just straight to the point so again I think like you like you brought it up, Ange. He is running one of the biggest IPs. Yeah, dude, he's busy. And maybe was he probably excited to do this? Oh, yeah. But then maybe Marvel was like, hey, hold on. Maybe we need to we need to think about some things. And maybe this isn't again. Maybe this is a this isn't something that can't be circled back later on. Just maybe what he was producing or wanting to produce was something that they have already in mind for. And they again. Right. So it's never say never. But again, on this particular produced movie that he was going to do, it's not happening. And I'm fine with it. Right. Again, do you take anything else out of out of that at all? Because, I mean, I'm with you. Maybe he is sour, maybe not. Who knows? Right. Again. The stories the behind the books I would love to read.
1: <laughs> um, So I'll bring up my point of what I was going to bring up with Tyka With the naming of Dave Filoni as the new creative whatever. We'll get into that a little bit. It's possible that maybe with the creation of that, he was told your story doesn't fit. Um, I... I go after these things and this is against everything that I think Star Wars should be. And We're not going to do it. It's possible. Um, and I also think like when Taika, when it's Taika's time to do it and maybe like egos will clash as well too. So I, I'm going to really find this whole felony creative thing, director, very fascinating in how it um, collaborates other other geniuses of of film industry and what what it's going to be like
0: you're 100 right and i mean let's let's jump into it i think you the latest news and this is per the vanity fair and this is by anthony brez uh, brezkin who does a tremendous job on star wars he's a very good writer He does a very good job on reporting about Star Wars and this type of story. So, again, this is, again, if you haven't read it, again, this is from Vanity Fair. Go read it. It's really good stuff. And we'll we'll talk about some of the stuff that's in there. But, yeah, so what came out of this, again, big picture, is that Filoni is now the creative officer. Chief creative officer of Lucasfilm. So some people might say, well, wasn't he already? No, he was not. He is now the chief creative officer. Was he he had another title before? I can't remember it but it could be what now Carrie Beck is. And Carrie Beck is now the executive development of some let me see uh, She's the head of development. Yes. Uh, Carrie Beck a veteran produced turned head of development. So to kind of go what you were saying we'll talk about what what Floney said in this article, but again, to kind of tie it with the Feige Tyka stuff, you could be right, right? Maybe again, this isn't just, you know, Floney wasn't just give this given this position yesterday. <laughs> this has probably been in the works. And he's probably been this chief, you know, creative officer for a while. And they're probably just like saying, Oh yeah, by the way, he is. And Carrie Beck has probably been the head of development for a while. So what, like to like you're saying, when those you know those two people or when these internal changes happen, maybe that's when the you know they looked at what had been announced, and maybe that's where again, like you're saying, the Kevin Feige stuff was like, you know what, again, based on what they were trying to tell. It's not what we're going after right now. Again, maybe it's nothing that can't be done down the road. But the movie they wanted to produce, at least the characters, the story or whatever, wasn't fitting what Lucasfilm wanted to do. Now, could this deter new talent or, you know, existing directors or producers like Kevin Feige away from doing Star Wars? I I don't know. I feel like Dave Filoni is a pretty chill guy. He's collaborated with people a la, you know, Favreau, John Favreau. He works with all these other directors, right? Uh, You know, Rick Famuea. He works with um, Bryce Dales Howard a lot. So it's not that he can't be collaborative, but I think there has to be a certain level of, again, my opinion, this isn't, I'm not reading between the tea leaves or the lines or whatever, but I think there's got to be a, collaborative understanding that you know they're doing what is best for star wars right now what the story they're trying to tell right now this bigger maybe arching story between the remnants of the empire versus this new republic right i feel like that's where they're focusing on right now again we do know daisy's movies coming we do know this and that those other movies are coming right But right now, they are focusing on this era. And I feel like maybe that's why they're taking a pause on certain things like the Feige stuff. Is that how you feel, Ange? Is that what you're reading? Or how how are you seeing this whole promotion thing? Which is, again, it's a big deal. Congrats to Dave Filoni,
1: for sure, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've been saying since he directed his first episode in the Mandalorian give this man some more stuff like in he knows his stuff and he is rightfully named George Lucas's padawan you know so he has um the knowledge to be able to keep the essence of Star Wars in his storytelling so um yeah it's exactly what i was thinking maybe They got together. They said, hey, these are the things we've announced and this is what they're about and this is what they're going for. And Dave is brought in earlier now and said possibly he said that's not what we're focusing on right now. So let's let's not even keep that going put it on the um, back
0: burner or whatever right,
1: right right so um it said in the article that he was br- always brought in after things were developed and um now he's going to be part of the beginning of that process so yeah i think he he is he's not going to be like walking around like you know just throwing papers and this is garbage i'm not saying that what i'm saying is um he has respect to the story and he possibly just, you know, can say no on on things that might have got greenlit before Um, with people that just look at things like names and and sought at producers and and things like that. So
0: and again, will, I think people will take this Angel, I want to hear about the. I think people will take it as a big like a big slight to Kathleen Kennedy. And I don't believe that. I think this actually is smart if she's if this was obviously a group effort, right? Like, I think it's smart for her to say, hey, who is the guy that really knows, you know, about what George's vision would have been like? She she was she again, she was very close to George Lucas, too. Let's not forget he wanted her. He wanted Kathleen. I think people forget that wanted her to run Lucasfilm. And now she's like, okay, who, you know, besides George, I'll hail the maker, who is the guy that knows as much, maybe even more, than George? It's Dave Filoni. So getting him into the room from the get, I think, is smart. It's a smart move, like you're saying. I think now they can have a kind of particular vision on what they're trying to tell, right? And just like you're saying, maybe at... It, you know before this they were just like let's do this 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 and this right you know like hey uh you know solo let's do a lando let's do this let's do that right so but do i you mean feel that's like- what
1: it felt like honestly there was right. all like oh i agree oh. it was all like you get a movie you get a movie you get right. a movie and right. it's like what and again but i do you
0: feel like it's a it's a slight to kathleen at all i don't but what, what no, you never
1: no he works so for her you know, and he works directly with her now. And I think that's a little bit of um I'm sure George has conversations with with Kathleen all the time. Oh, and, and, yep. and wants her nail knowledge passed down to him so that he can um I mean Kathleen Kennedy's not gonna be the director of of Lucasfilm forever. There needs to be a succession plan. So the fact that people are going to think like, oh, Dave Filoni is going to take over Lucasfilm because Kathleen Kennedy did a bad job. That's not what's going on whatsoever. (laughs) Like she is um, helping continue the legacy to stay strong into the future. And she is now bringing Carrie Beck and Dave Filoni under her wing. And she's working directly with them. People are crazy. And again, who knows if Dave would even want to do Kathleen's
0: job down the road. Right. I mean, I've for me, again, how I see it, I think this is a really good position for him as far as, again, kind of being the creative, the, the genius that he is creatively, storytelling wise. You're putting him at the top. Right. Why would he want to go, again, not to say that he doesn't, not to say that he doesn't have aspirations, but why would he want to be in charge of, like, then everything, the, the money, the, the producing, like, all of that other stuff where he can just focus on the creative side of things, right? Again, Carrie Beck, you could argue, my opinion, she's kind of Dave's little Padawan in a way because she's been, she's been with him for a long time.
1: She's been a part of Rebels, a part of all the animation. Yeah, Clone Wars as well, too. Um, and Didn't she pretty much head the Bad Batch? Yeah, she is heading. I mean, I'm pretty sure she's headed the Bad Batch as well. So mm-hmm. and I think
0: I I feel like she left and then she came back, too. She was gone for a minute, I thought. Maybe I'm wrong. But regardless, I feel like she is kind of Dave's maybe. Again, I could, I could be totally off base. But she is very, like, she. I feel like she and, and Filoni are very on the same page. Like, you know, they, they see the same things, maybe believe in the same things as far as Star Wars. And that's why he's kind of bringing her along. Or not to say that he's bringing her along, but that's maybe why he trusts her, right? Because when he stepped away from the animation kind of side, who did he give it to? He gave it to Carrie. And Carrie has been running it since. So it's, it's, it's a big, it's a big deal. And again, could this be part of the whole, like, this is gone, you know, we're not doing that movie or whatnot. Yeah, maybe. But again, I think it's for the better. I definitely think it's for the better. Now there's a lot of, again, if you haven't read the article, go read it. There's a lot of good stuff. In, and stuff in there. I know there's a couple things you want to, you, you, you texted me and you want to maybe bring up. Within the article, like kind of who Dave Filoni is, what he has, I guess, his, his visions, right? And what he sees Star Wars and particular Anakin and kind of his thoughts on that and some other things. Um, so I know the one, Ange, that you brought up and that we can talk about is when he uh, is when he talks about. um and i mean really it's about the the character of anakin and kind of how his feelings about who is really behind that character you know so so go ahead if you got if you have that up or if you want to again kind of just uh give kind of quick a quick synopsis of what he was talking about with the character of anakin and how it relates to george
1: yeah he, you know he brought up how bringing anakin <clears throat> into ahsoka and leaving a lot of it up to interpretation like is he a force ghost is he a vision is he um really there like all those types of things um did he travel through the world between worlds so he he is there um dave's not going to give away those answers um he's going to leave it up for the audience to interpret but the reason behind that is because he feels like George Lucas is, is the storyteller of Anakin and Darth Vader. That's his um, baby and responsibility, and he's not going to encroach on that too much because he also feels like George told that entire story the way and capped it off the way that it, it should be. Um, so when Dave brings Anakin into a, a story, it's more... Um, to highlight what's going on with Ahsoka, than to continue telling Anakin's story, which I found absolutely fascinating because when Ahsoka ended and the last shot was Anakin, you know, your mind races and you're like, are we are we going to get more Anakin? And is he now an integral part of the force and all that stuff? And maybe that will come up. But for now, Um, the article explains very well that the purpose of having Anakin in that story was to uh, demonstrate what Ahsoka is going through. So, you know, with the strike happening, a lot of these interviews we didn't really get to see during the, during the, as the show uh, premiered and episodes were released. So um, now we're getting all that information in and, like you said, Lauren, this article is, is great if you want to revisit Ahsoka and get the mindset of what everyone was going through, not just Filoni, but Rosario Dawson, Bordizo, all of that. Um, it's in this article.
0: Yeah, it, it it's really good stuff. I mean, I think one of the things that he talks about is again, is the Forsco stuff, right? And how, you know is it a forest ghost? What What is their true, you know, true intentions? And he kind I mean, again, Davey and Davey, he, he leaves it vague, right? But he basically hints at, is that they're just there to help and guide our hero, right? A la Obi-Wan with Luke, right? And, and that's been very kind of clear, I feel like, that, again, the forest ghosts don't interfere. They're there just to mentor and to help the next generation of Jedi or the next, you know, whatever. And that's smart. And and, I totally, again, when he talks about Anakin and he talks about how, how that's George's, you know, that's basically George's story. He's told it. I'm not changing any. I'm not touching it. I am just using this character as, again, a focal point for my character, Ahsoka, to learn from and to reflect on. For her own journey, right? And to see how those two work with each other. It's very like Dave working with George, right? Like you can almost kind of parallel it with George and, you know, with Dave's relationship with George. How, again, George is not, you know, in in the room anymore, right? He's probably a force ghost kind of hanging around and like, He probably reaches out and talks to him. Like that's how he probably sees it too in real life. So it's life imitating art for me. My, again, that's just how I'm reading it between the lines. But then he talks again, talking about the, just being that creative, you know, chief creative officer. I don't think it's going to change him at all. I don't think it's really going to change anything. We might not really even feel or see this change for a while right because let's just, obviously he's probably been in this role for a while obviously this isn't just like hey starting today like he's been doing this probably for a while so i don't think we will start seeing that until maybe we get into and maybe this is part of it maybe maybe this whole Mandoverse is kind of where it began right like maybe i'm not saying it goes that far back but Maybe that's when, when he, you know, joined to do Mando and wanted to do Ahsoka, Boba Fett and all that stuff. Like maybe that was kind of his beginning. And then they're like, okay, let's start with Dave. Dave, this is what we were, this is what we're thinking. What do you think? Right. And like you're saying, instead of being the second to know, he's in those conversations now. And it's really, really, I think it's it's, It's a good thing. Again, I don't think he's going to take over Star Wars. He's not doing anything like that. But, you know, I I think it's a good, it's a good move for him. Right. It's a good, solid, I think, smart move. And what he what he can do, what he can accomplish. I think I think it's big. I think I don't think we'll see it immediately, but I think we will start seeing it. I think soon, rather sooner rather than later. Uh, any other quotes, anything else you want to bring up, Ange? that I think you that you kind of that caught your eye? Is article? Yeah, uh,
1: the Ray Stevenson stuff, uh, I found excellent. And um, kind of talking about the thought process of Ray while he was while he was playing Balin and Dave trying to convey to him that he, he was a villain, that that whole part was just um, fascinating. Because we were absolutely fascinated with Balaam while we were watching the show of what is yes, he about? We is, yes, he, we is he dark side? Is he light side? Is he after power? Is he after a new way? Like, what is all of this? And this article really um, addresses that and also brings up a little bit of the um, way Balaam was playing it. And it's just absolutely fascinating. And to even and and then it also talks about um having the mortis guards gods there and who was going to get that and why was it necessary to put it in there? And Floney flat out says like the imagery of it. Honest that's that's what it is. It's fascinating. There's a small group of fans that are going to catch it and think something of it. Um which I think is just, you know, Floney keeping keeping a tight leash on on his ideas and what he's going to go with um later. But it was it was it's great to hear that stuff as a Star Wars fan that he knows what we think, right? And he knows where we go with things and he also knows what the actors think and how that helps the performance and it's it's just really beautiful that Dave Is now put in this position so that the beginning of these stories can um, stay in this sort of era and realm that keeps the story um, interlocked from different, different types of shows. Again, that's, I think, maybe part of his whole thing of him being able to say,
0: we can connect all this stuff now, right? And that's because he is giving this opportunity to be this creative chief, you know, chief creative officer and being in charge of the storytelling in a way. Right. Again, not to say that he is basically the storytelling group. But he is kind of the storytelling group now. (laughs) Again, not to say that Pablo, any of the other people in that story, in that group, aren't like, again, part of it. But I think it goes from him to them. (laughs) Right, I mean, which would make sense. I think the one thing I, uh, you know, when you're talking about Clone Wars, Mortis Gods, all that stuff, and just in how you're saying, how he realized how important that is to fans, but then also the how important this character, Balin, is now. You know, and he did bring up, I mean, he brought up that they're, you know, with what they're going to do with this character's journey. And obviously he said there is, there's, There's story. There's a story. He knows that, but they're just. He said they're in a wait and see pattern at this point, you know. But he said he's. But he said that he's glad the conversation's about Ray and how great he was, you know. And that's when you when you and then that's when he brings up like you're saying the debate that he and Ray had about Ray being a villain and then you know, Ray Stevenson saying I don't think so, and but you can really see that yeah because you and I. Just like you said, we talked about that, and that comes off the screen of that of of that kind of like conversation they had. Uh, am I a villain? I don't think I'm the villain, but you know this is how I'm, and that's how Ray played it. Ray played it very ambiguous. I feel, I think, to like to perfection. So, and you and I said this to you. You were on the Mortis God stuff long before I was. So for him to bring this up in the article, I f- I feel is fascinating though too, because I again, th- again it's the understanding that some people will know, but also it's the it's the way of introducing these characters to the general audience through this new character of of Balin Scroll. So yeah, again, there's there's read the article, kids. There's a lot of gems.
1: Uh, The one one more. Yeah. The other the one gem I want to bring up is Bordizo is talking about Dave and she says you just learn a lot from Dave in general. I think he knows that he's traditional in the sense of how he learned so much from George. He, He has these pillars of storytelling that are dear to him and then everything else can be untraditional. And if you go a little bit farther down in the article, then they also talk about like what is, what is the future for new writers, directors, and producers? And Dave flat out says like, I'm not telling them what to do, but I do feel I'm trying to help them tell the best story that they want to tell. I need to be a help across a galaxy here, like a part of a Jedi council, almost. So, um, I think the combination of those two, quotes really kind of show what the future of star wars is going to be um there are things that cannot go unchanged and need to be represented in star wars and then from there man you can do whatever you want and um i think that's great because um i would hate for star wars to get away from what it stands for and we've talked about that like a lot of times like We don't want it to uh, like personally, like if I bring in the thought of like time, time travel and correcting things, um, you know, I get really nervous about the way the storytelling would change. And knowing that Dave is now in this role, keeping those pillars that he learned from George and find important um, to stay in place throughout the storytelling I, i'm really this is such a great decision um by lucasfilm by kathleen kennedy by whoever um made it because it keeps consistency um but it allows for um this this like freedom of trying things new so you always still feel like you're in star wars yep no 100 agree i Again, for him to say that
0: he's not going to tell people how to write a story, but hey, this is kind of, again, keeping it all together. Keeping it a singular vision. And I think, I think you and I have talked about that, where I think sometimes it, it, it has lacked. I mean, right or wrong, sometimes the stories don't connect as much as we want. You can see it. It's there. You and I have talked about the sequel trilogy and how there's a lot of connecting threads. Some of them make sense. Some of them are messy. Some of it doesn't connect at all. Right. So I'm hoping like you're saying that this gives that. The opportunity for these people to tell their star Wars story, but again, to keep it in. I don't want to say a certain box or, you know, because he's not saying they're, gonna, they're going to constrain them. They're just going to help them. They're going to enable them to tell the story they want and still make it all, I guess, connect in a way, right? So, I, again, that's a huge... I think I'm glad they put that in the article. I'm glad Anthony did and not, like, omit it. Because, again, I, I think that's important, Dave's, like, distinction of I'm not, I'm not here telling them that this is the story. I'm here to help them. To tell that story basically you know so i
1: yeah that's
0: he's a fascinating guy man i would love to talk to him
1: i would love to, I would talk. Love to talk to him
0: I, just for give me 20 minutes man i would just love
1: to pick his brain we're birthday twins me and him yeah Don't you know that yeah it's i crazy. remember you yeah smart people born in that day let me tell man, you man, gemini is they just,
0: just and that's why world. you that's why you're on the mortis stuff well before <laughs> anybody you and dave you and dave that's a connection. Gemini mind It's a Gemini mind baby but yeah I think again it's a fascinating article and I think will we see this immediate kind of oh okay this is you know that change has done this this and this or whatever it might take some time but again I feel like we've started to see it already sprinkles right because of them doing this Mando stuff, right? Connecting Mando with Ahsoka, with Boba Fett. Again, skeleton crew apparently is supposed to be a part of this Mandoverse. So it makes sense that they need a guy, a singular vision dude, to kind of oversee that, right? Because if you don't, this is where it kind of gets all, like you're saying, chaotic, right? You get a movie, you get a movie, you get a movie. Okay, well, what's the vision of these movies? You're just letting them tell whatever story they want? So, like, there has to be some type of, again, collective. Like, okay, we need to stay in a lane, so to speak, right? And I think with him, I think that's what they're trying to do, right? And I think with again with Carrie, I think that's what the, this is what it's going to be, I think encompassing for the future. And I think that's why I'm excited to see where this goes, right? To see what stories are going to tell now. And to see the connection, because I know that's a lot of people want connections, 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 right? Because of Marvel. I mean, you you and I have talked about that before, how Marvel has connected their universe so well. People want Star Wars to do it. And I think we are getting that version now. It's not going to be like, it's not going to be like Marvel, right? We're not going to play, we're not going to do this, like, you know, 10 movie crescendo into this ultimate, like, whatever, would we are we getting that with Dave's supposed movie? Maybe, maybe not. We'll find out. But I, I think it's it's a good thing. I know people are again like you're saying. I know everybody's gonna want him to take over Lucasfilm and get rid of Kathleen. That's not. This isn't what it's about. That's not why he. I think is got this position. I think Kathleen realized. I think they realized that they needed a singular person to help out with that, and of course they gave it to Dave. And it makes sense. It makes sense. And any other quotes or anything else you want to talk about uh, within the article? No. What about that Andor trailer? <laughs> now, okay, I double so I did send you that, <laughs> and apparently it's from Celebration. Oh, really? It's not even... It's an old... again. Apparently, it's an old one. Okay. So, because I, I... Maybe I just never... I, I just never saw it back I never then, saw it before. Or I just... Or I completely forgot that I watched it. <laughs> Either way, dude. And or... Can't wait. Dude.
1: I'm so excited for season all, two. All all Star Wars is good. Honestly. I don't want to be that person. I'm not like a Disney shill or anything like that. But... but I But... <laughs> I watched the last episode of Book of Boba Fett the other day and I was like, damn, this is good. And then I watched the last two episodes of Obi-Wan and I was like, dang, I really like this. Oh, like it's so funny to revisit after you're familiar with it and just watch it as entertainment. And it's it's great what's going on. with And um, and or I I have to
0: re I got to rewatch it. Me too. God, I can't wait to rewatch it because it's just—it's so good. Those last like couple episodes, bro. Oh, it's so good. Like it's so good. So I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with that. And again, so we have what we know for sure: Andor season two, Skeleton Crew, and I think bad. I mean, not that I think bad bad season three.
1: I think are the three that we know for sure. Right. Because in this article, they don't even know if they're getting an Ahsoka season two. Like there's a point and there's a part in this article where Dave says they announced at Celebration that he's getting a movie. And he said, well, then because of that, I assumed that maybe I also am going to have a season two to continue the storytelling of Ahsoka. He says, but he doesn't even know. Um, I'm sure they talk about it, but it still hasn't been announced if there's going to be an Ahsoka season two or something adjacent where it continues that story. Right.
0: We don't know. Right. And he doesn't know. And maybe that's good. Maybe they're taking their time to kind of say, okay, where do we need to go next? How does this fit? Should we do another season? I mean, again, that's, it's, it's business, right? It is a business. They have to make business decisions. So, We'll see. Again, I, I'm excited to see what, what we have in the future. Again, we do know we have Andor, Skeleton Crew, Bad Batch, are three for sure like are going to, are lock-loaded, ready to go. Right? Beyond that, again, we know supposedly Daisy, you know, Daisy has a movie. We know Filoni has, again, a movie. We know um, the guy that did James Mangold. James Mangold has a movie. So we know, again, we know Tyka Taika's doing a movie. So those are, again, ones that we're, we feel we're pretty confident that they're happening. The three for sure we know. Skeleton Crew, which is already done. It just hasn't come out yet. Unless they're doing, you know, rewrites or something that we're not aware of. But Same with Acolyte. Oh, and Acolyte. Thank you. Yes, and Acolyte. So Acolyte, Skeleton Crew, Bad Batch Season 3, and Andor Season 2. Those are the four we know for sure we're getting. 100% they are done.
1: We are just waiting to have them come out. Right? My question to you, will any of those come out before Celebration?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, Celebration's not until
1: 2025. Oh, it is? I thought right, they were right. having one twenty
0: twenty four. No, I think Japan's I think they pushed it back again two years to twenty twenty-five. Ah. Pretty sure. So we'll get at least at least
1: one, maybe, maybe two, maybe two or three. How could we get to Japan, Lauren? Bro, I don't have the money for Japan. <laughs> no, I don't either. So then I'm I'm trying to think of how do we do that? Because I that's mean, gonna be, be, great. be it would be great. That'll never happen. I again it in this economy. <laughs>
0: you know, well, bro, in this economy for sure.
1: <laughs> but
0: <laughs> again, it, it if it was because it's only three days. It's only the eighteenth, nineteenth, and twentieth of April in twenty twenty five. So it's only three days. So I feel like for me, like at least when I like when I went to Cali, it's four days. Chicago, four days has a little more time. Three days in Japan with a flight and everything—that's that's a lot. God, Godspeed for those who are going. I'm, yeah. I'm jealous. I want to go, but it's just not. In, it's not in the cards. But no, it's 2025. So I think we'll get. So we're not getting. Anything, we're not getting anything. Obviously, at the end of this year, as far as we know, 2024. We could get. We could get Bad Batch season three. I, I I expect Aculite. And then I, I think for sure, Skeleton, again, Skeleton Crew has been like done in a wrap. So we got to be getting that soon. Very soon. Maybe that's the first thing that hits. Maybe we get that very early 2024. And then I think maybe we, again, I don't, Again, I don't know how much they want to release in a year because that's a, that's a thing too, right? Releasing all this content in within a year. So again, we know we and
1: I'm pretty sure Aculite has been wrapped and done as well. I feel like I think so too, I, but I think they needed to do some reshoots. Okay, so maybe uh, that's the strike kind of got in the way of that. So maybe they're not as hundred percent
0: done as I think. Skeleton crew is. So I think Skeleton crew was pretty much. Done, wrapped, and filmed. Mm-hmm. And they were just doing the editing. So mm-hmm. that's probably going to come out. I would guess Bad Batch then. Because I think Andor was still, season two was still filming, or they were just about to,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or it, when the strike happened, or they were like, again, mid filming, mid production when they were. So that's probably not coming out, maybe not until 2025. Again, depending on how long far how far along they've gotten with that. Because I don't think they have gotten that much, as far as my understanding for or season two. I feel like during the strike, what's his fa- um the director guy talked about how they where they were pre strike and they had you know they had some stuff but not all of it. But the one that we know is basically in the can and probably ready is skeleton group. Mm-hmm. So after that, I would think the animation might be a little bit faster to do as far as, but who knows? I don't know how far along they are on that. So I I would think the next thing that comes out is Skeleton Crew, though. And then, again, after that, who knows? But we do know we're getting Andor, Season 2, Acolyte, and then um Bad Batch. Which I'm excited. I can't wait to see how Bad Batch wraps up. Let's animations. My jam, your jam. I love I it. both love animation. So, Alright, anything else, Ange, before we bounce on out of here? No, this has been fun. Yeah, it's good to talk about news. We don't do it a lot, because usually there's not a lot. To, there hasn't been really a lot. There hasn't been news. There hasn't really been a lot of news in Star Wars, other than just rumors, which we try to stay away from. But this was a bit, you know, this article was big for the Filoni one. Again, Vanity Fair. Go check it out. Anthony president. Does a really fantastic job. All right, kids, that's it. That's the show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, you can catch us uh, the uh, the Galactic Podcast at the Galactic Pod on Twitter. You can follow follow us on Apple Pod, uh, Google Play, Spotify, and then uh, you can follow me, Lauren Romo at
1: Loro knows on all the social medias. You can follow me, Andrea Gutierrez at R two D two stop on Twitter or Instagram. Or threads, whatever you want. We'll be there, dude. All, right. all the rest of the BTS guys are in, gonna enlist by the end of the year. Into the ooh four at once. Do you know how heartbreaking that is? That's a lot. Yes.
0: How long do they have to serve?
1: What's the eighteen months? Oh, so wow. a year and a half.
0: Oh wow, a year and a half without any
1: BTS. A year and a half without any Jimin or Jungkook. Like, how do I live? How do I live? That's a really good question. That's a deep dive,
0: kids. We're going to have a next episode. We'll deep dive BTS for sure. (laughs) All right. All right, guys. If that's it, that's all. We thank you so much. And as always, may that force be with you. Always. Always. Always.